going on, guys? Welcome back to a stimulated minute with Luke. Um, I am in the car today, so I apologize if one you hear the car, and two if it's a little off audio compared to normal. But I kind of had a thought, and I wanted to get it recorded before uh, it wasn't there anymore. So I kind of I had an epiphany last week where I was actually um, having breakfast with somebody who's a, you know, a seemingly influential person in my life. He's a, you know, a, a client of mine that I, you know, essentially, you know, work for them. He owns a supplement company and I'm sure you, if you've listened to all the episodes, you heard episode one, you know, his name is Joe and he, Joe, you know, again, meant nothing ill of this conversation. It was just what I took from it that kind of impacted me a little bit. And the, uh, <clears throat> So we, we got talking a little bit about, you know, like weight loss and dieting and things like that. And he essentially said, you know, I, I asked him a question, you know, he's, he's the kind of person that's done a lot of nutty stuff with his own body over time. Like he's, I've seen this guy do like, you know, a month where he only ate bananas and, you know, I mean, just all kinds of crazy stuff that he's done over the years. And he's kind of proven to people that, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't, it's really hard, but it's really hard to say what he's proven, (laughs) but essentially he's proven that you can eat healthy and still incorporate carbs and sugars and fats and, you know, all kinds of stuff. And, and, And obviously like, if you notice anything that he does, it's, it's one extreme or the other. So he, he'll either do like a high fat diet or he'll do a high carb diet with high, like, you know, glucose and stuff like that. And, or he's done, you know, the complete opposite, which is essentially keto and, you know, so all kinds of crazy stuff. But anyway, he just knows a lot about nutrition. He's learned a lot over the years from himself and, you know, with clients and things like that, that he's worked with. So I asked him a simple question, you know, what do you think was kind of the best option for me, you know, right now to really focus on, you know, slimming down and, and, you know, things have gone, incredibly well. Like, you know, I I was in a really rough spot because of my back and the issues that I was having with, uh, you know, nerve, you know, nerves being overstimulated and not be, I mean, there were days when I really couldn't even walk, let alone work out. And, you know, I went in and had the back procedure done on my back and, you know, right now I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm pain-free. I'm, you know, been able to work out and reasonably, of course, you know, 90% machines, you know, I'll use some dumbbells here and there, but I'm, staying pretty much away from the overall free weights and just really getting back into it. And I'm, I've lost weight very fast right away, which I know typically always happens, especially when you've been out of the gym for a long time. And I had tremendous amounts of swelling all over my body. I mean, my feet were swollen. My ankles were swollen. My hands were swollen. I mean, all kinds of stuff, which is presumably, you know, water, the body holding water and things like that. So I know that that probably has a lot to do with, the overall weight loss. But anyway, I've lost about 21 pounds already, which, you know, is phenomenal. But in the the long, long story short, to kind of, to not ramble and to get back to what I was talking about, he made it a point to kind of say to me, well, it doesn't really matter what I tell you because you're not going to follow through with it. And I kind of was like, what? Like, you know, what do you mean by that? And he was like, well, I've known you for a little over two years and you've never stuck to anything. And I'm like, wow. Okay. Like that's kind of a kick in the nuts. And it really made me, you know, initially when he said that, it, 
it hurt a little bit and it kind of made me question myself and it quit, made me question, you know, my mental toughness and my commitment and a lot of different things. And I was like, wait a minute. I'm like, you know what? I'm like, nah, you can't, you got to take that with a grain of salt because at the end of the day, you know, he's, we've been, we've been together and known each other through some of the most difficult times of my life. I mean, it went from a period where I hadn't gone a day without working out for probably, God, probably five years. No, not the, of course, the occasional rest day here and there, but I was, you know, hardcore in the gym, busting my ass. And then I went through some personal stuff, you know, and we talked about it a lot in episode one, where I told my story and some of the things that I went through and I gained a lot of weight and started having health issues. You know, I started having some issues with my heart. I started having some issues with my arthritis and my ankles and, you know, and just all kinds of crazy stuff that really made it difficult for me to do any type of training or working out. And all this has kind of transpired since him and I have like known each other. And I look back at it and I went, you know, was the arthritis on my ankle that prevented me from walking some days because I felt like I was literally walking on glass. Was that an excuse or was it a reason? You know, and I think a lot of times, you know, yes, we've seen some absolutely extreme circumstances where you've got, you know, people who don't have any arms and legs that still figure out ways to work out and to do, you know, and to, to do to, to do functional training and things like that that benefit their body. And you look at someone like that and then you look at your own situation and you go, well, I, I just have a little bit of arthritis, you know, my ankle. Like, does that is that literally a reason why I shouldn't be working out? Is that literally a reason that could keep me out of the gym or is it an excuse? And it's, and it's tough to say because I think it's case by case. You know, I like to believe that I'm a tough person. And in saying that, you know, that I'm a tough person, it's very, very difficult to do any type of physical activity when you can't walk. <laughs> you know, now don't get me wrong. There are other things, you know, I, I've had, you know, people bust my stones and be like, well, you could have been in the gym doing upper body workouts. And you know what? You're right. And that aspect is when it becomes an excuse. And, and I'm going to touch on that a little bit where there, the situation in and of itself, I was making great forward progress. I had put on, you know, a reasonable amount of weight after going through some personal stuff. And I was really busting my ass and working towards dropping that weight. And I was down about 30 pounds. Things were going really good. And then I started having the problems with my ankle and it just, it, it, it messed with my head to the point that I felt like I couldn't do anything, you know? So I, rather than fight through the process and go and do like upper body workouts and stuff like that, I, you know, led myself to believe that I couldn't do anything because I couldn't walk. You know, I mean, and it would have been difficult. I would have had to make my way to the gym or, or a gym or some kind of place to work out. I would have had to go from the car to the gym. And when you can't walk, that's very difficult, you know, and and, you know, there's a difference between, you know, saying I can't walk or I, you know, walk with a crutch or walk with a cane or something like that. Or I'm literally crawling my ass to the bathroom. And there were days like that. Now, there were days when I could walk. And those are the days that I could have taken advantage of the, how positive I was feeling. You know, I could have gone and done, you know, a workout or something to try to keep at least my muscles from atrophying, keeping my body in good shape and, you know, whatnot. But anyway, again, segueing down the wrong direction. But I started thinking about things and I was like, you know, I was like, if only 
you know, I had an opportunity to sit down and kind of you know, think about, well, you don't stick to anything. And I was like, well, you don't stick to anything. And that kind of like stuck to my ribs, you know what I mean? And it made me for the next couple of days, like I sat there and I kind of just was like down on myself and I'm kind of thinking like, is he right? Like, do I not stick to anything? You know, am I the type of person that just gives up easy? Like, you know, and then I start thinking back in my life and I start thinking about how I've stuck to a marriage for 15 years. I've stuck to being a father for over 20 years. You know what I mean? And those are just some, you know, of the examples. And when I say stuck to, I'm not talking, you know, I'm not saying that as if I wouldn't want to be, but there are a lot of people who, who would be surprised if they knew a lot of my story when it came to my marriage and my, you know, and my, and my kids and being a father and things like that. I mean, I've gone through a lot. I've gone through, you know, struggles with my ex and, you know, custody issues and all kinds of crazy stuff for so many years that it created, you know, a, a desire a lot of times to just give up and walk away and not be, you know, uh, a dad anymore. You know, it was like, why would I want to put up with this? But I never let that feeling take hold or I never let that situation define, you know, my decisions or what I did. I was always there. I always worked hard and, and did what I needed to do and, and, you know, remained a father, a dad and took care of my kids and always it didn't matter, you know, and I look at my marriage, you know, my marriage isn't perfect. Nobody's marriage is perfect. And we've struggled through a lot of stuff, but I'm still here. And 15 years later, so is my wife and we've, you know, we've stuck to it, you know, and I look at, you know, my business, you know, back in and in my first business, which was my shop that I opened, you know, back in uh, <clears throat> 2009. And, you know, I look at that and I look at the fact that I stuck it out for six years and, and you know, and the first couple of years were decent. And then I could have just walked away. I could have just walked away at the first sign of frustration, at the first sign of, you know, turmoil, at the first sign of us not making it. I could have just closed up the doors and walked away, but I stuck it out. I went months, months. I mean, I would go adventure as much as to say even potentially a year or more without taking a paycheck to make sure that I could, that the bills at the shop were paid, that my guys were paid, that we could keep moving forward, even if that meant me sacrificing and not being able to have or do the things that I wanted to do, I stuck it out. You know what I mean? And I look back at 2013, and a lot of you, you know, again, if you listen to the, the, the episode where I, the first episode where I tell my story, you know, in, in 2013, I went to my sister's wedding, and I was, I mean, good God, you know, 400 pounds. You know, and in and in two and a half years from 2013 to 2015 and a half, you know, essentially, I lost 186 pounds. I stuck to it, you know, and I look at these things and these scenarios where I stuck to it. And then so it makes me realize that a single scenario or a single situation or a single moment, you know, eclipsed in our in my life doesn't mean I don't stick to anything. Have I had failures in my life? Absolutely I have. 
You know, have I had situations where I probably could have stuck it out longer? Yeah, you better believe it. You know, and I know I have because <clears throat> I wouldn't be 41 years old with, you know, herniated discs in my back and arthritis and carpal tunnel syndrome and all kinds of other crap that I have going on with my body, high blood pressure, if I always stuck to it. So, yes, in an essence, he's right. There are moments of failure in my life where I haven't stuck to things. But overall, do I stick to it? You're damn right I stick to it. You know, and, and, and it, it made me, that moment made me question who I was. It made me question my strength. It made me question my ability to stick to it. And going back and, and remembering all these moments, remembering the things that I went through and the struggles <clears throat> and the frustrations and the anger and disappointment and sadness. I mean, just all kind. I mean, everything you can possibly imagine, I stuck to it, you know? And I think that that's, it's a lesson that can be learned by a lot of us because I think a lot of us tend to, you know, lean on our failures, you know, essentially like, well, like a, uh, a good buddy of mine, Ron Lottie actually posted something the other day and it was an award that he had won. And he was like, you know, we don't, we don't recognize our successes enough. And I think as entrepreneurs and as, you know, people who are indefinitely hard on ourselves, we don't. We don't celebrate the successes. We hold ourselves down. We beat ourselves over the heads for the failures that we've had over the years. And I think one of the reasons is because we don't want to do them. We don't want to have that same experience over again. We don't have to have that same failure. But in the same respect, it's also because it's almost like a, a feeling of getting too comfortable. You know, it's like if I allow myself to recognize my successes, then I'm not going to keep striving. I'm not going to keep pushing. I'm not going to keep er, you know, yearning for more. <clears throat> I'm just going to be okay with what I have. And that's probably the biggest fear of a lot of entrepreneurs is that, you know, I don't ever want to be complacent. I don't ever want to be satisfied. I don't ever want to be okay with mediocrity. Until you're there, you know what I mean? And, and what I mean by that is, is that when all you do is focus on your, your, your failures and don't and not recognize your successes, eventually failures, all you see, and you're stuck right there, right in that spot that you didn't want to be, which is mediocrity. And, you know, I've been, I've been struggling lately with business. And what I mean by that is, is that I've really been trying to expand my portfolio. You know, I I, uh, I actually made a post, you know, a, a couple of weeks ago on Arte and talked about how I had some really good, you know, meetings with some new companies and I was looking forward to expanding my business and things were rough. You know, I, I, I've spoken to about three companies that for potential, you know, collaborations and working together with them and here we are, you know, over a month later and not a single one has signed with me yet. You know, maybe they will, maybe they won't, you know, and, and some, you know, one or two, I'm still in communication with the other one. I haven't heard back from despite multiple attempts at following up with them. 
and I had my first meeting with investors for the brewery and I walked out of the room without an offer for an investment. So, you know, it's lately I've seen a lot of failure. You know, there's been a lot of frustration. There's been a lot of angst over what's going to be next. You know, I put all this effort in. I did this. I did that. Okay. But recognize the positives and don't always lean on the failures. Because if I leaned only on the failures, the brewery would would get tossed to the side. and It would no longer be a desire because I would just be like, I'm done. You know, I can't even get investors. I'm out of here. Or, you know, trying to get, you know, new clients for my current business. I can't sign anybody. Might as well just give it up and hang up my hat and blah, blah, blah. No, it's not the way it goes. You keep, I keep moving forward. And I take the positive things from each, each scenario and situation and use those to grow and develop myself and develop my skills for the next encounter and the next sales opportunity, the next, you know, pitch. And I think we miss out on that opportunity a lot where we lean too much on our failures. And I want you guys to remember to recognize your successes, understand your failures and learn from them, but don't let them define you because you don't want to find yourself in a space where you only see the gray. And next thing you know, you're locked in the closet of mediocrity because you don't, you no longer have the vision to see the positive and move forward. It's been a stimulating minute with Luke. Appreciate you guys until next time. I'm out of here.